move into this to the beginning because I don't know you fuckers are listening when you ex- fucking skip my outros. <laughs> Alright guys, so before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to all of our social medias. We got Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, all at Pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, stab that like button, and give us five stars on Spotify. We don't know what it does, but hey, I heard it helps. You can support us on Anchor through our link tree. There will be a tab that says support us. Click on that. You can donate anywhere between a dollar to, I believe, $10. Anything helps. Give us money. Ducky, no! This week we're watching Batman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another session of Scarapy. I am your Scarapist, Dr. Trevor Brown, and joined with me is someone who does not want to talk about this movie, <laughs> Zack Singer. I would pay you so much money to see your doctorate, by the way. <laughs> Show me what you're a doctor of. Thugonomics. Oh my god. <laughs> Sadly, I believe you have that. <laughs> uh, so, this week, we're doing The Night House. Um, which, if you've never heard of it, I don't blame you. Because I never had either. Went straight to HBO Max. Oh, did it really? I thought it actually released. That movie... I mean, that, as far as I could tell, it did not actually release. Uh, that would make sense, especially with COVID, but... I'm sure it had, like, limited releases. They had a semi-star, and it got worse. Actually, two people from Marvel property in this movie... <laughs> We'll get to it, but I, I don't know who you're I couldn't tell about. you their names, but I will explain their character <laughs> names to you. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so start with the questions this time. Go for it. Um, so this movie is definitely at least trying to be metaphorical and kind of artsy in a way. Do you typically like metaphorical movies? No. I find them, like, honestly pretentious. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, I'm just like, yep, I fucking got it. That's your vagina. Cool. Not realistically, of course. Never seen that before. (laughs) Um, And I guess kind of a follow-up to that question. uh, Do you consider this to be a deep movie? Deeply boring, deeply offensive to my wanting to watch movies. (laughs) No, this movie is... It felt like somebody bet them that they couldn't make this movie about literally nothing. They're like, make Seinfeld, but horror. And I'm like, I fucking got you. God, that's not even close. <laughs> nope. I'd rather you just walk through the door like an asshole. I hate Seinfeld so much. Almost as much as this movie. Oh man, Seinfeld's great. Shut this, up. this show is a show, man. Good God, it's just unwatchable. Alright, let's get into some info about this fucking thing. So, The Night House came out August 20th of 2020. Uh, the newest movie we've done by, I think, three or four years. Yeah, and spoiler alert, it's garbage, so I don't care about spoiling it if you haven't watched it. Yeah. Um, if I paid for HBO Max, I'd be so upset. <laughs> so it has a runtime of an hour and 48 minutes. And it is a three-day watch minimum. Mm-hmm. It took me two days with a break in the middle to watch those. Uh, yes, that is also three days if you didn't know how to do that. But that is exactly what it took me to watch this. I did not give a fuck once I turned this thing off. And Zach, what is the Rotten Tomatoes rating for it, this movie? It has to be 
A thousand percent negative. So bad. Just so bad. Are you ready for this shit? What is it, like a 96? 87. Unfucking fathomable. <laughs> Their 0% must be 85. Because they haven't scored anything less than a goddamn 87. It is fucking That's garbage. That's not true. Girl on the third floor coming in at 84. Oh, baby. <laughs> CM Punk bringing in 83% on that one. So it had a, a budget of 50000 And at the box office, hit $15.5 million. What? Million. I, I I could not believe that number. I had to triple check it on three different websites. Because this did not get a theatrical release and it got hit up on HBO Max, mm -hmm. it's such an easy thing to people just to flip on and they make their money however they do. I can see it. I gave them two views, so I guess that's more money in their fucking pocket. God damn it. Uh, it was directed by David, uh, David Bruckner. David Bruckner, I don't know how to say his last name. David Bruckner, I'm going to say. David B. Uh, who also directed The Ritual. I haven't watched it yet. It's oh, on my list. I truly love The Ritual. I heard it's a banger. I will gladly watch it and tell you why it's not. Um, he also did some, some other kind of metaphorical movies like this. And The Ritual is, I guess, a metaphorical movie as well. But What other ones did he do? I'm curious. Um... What is it, Midsummer? Is that the one that's so fucking popular? Okay, so he did not do Midsummer. I fucking love Midsummer. You need to fix how you say that right now. That's how it's pronounced. I don't care, it's wrong. Also, <laughs> that movie was a bag of trash. Yeah, you've seen it? Yes. You didn't like it? I hate it. I thought it was a bag of trash. Next week on Scarabin. Yep, dear, make me watch more garbage. No, we'll, we'll do that soon, though, because I, I really... That's going to be a long episode of just me saying fuck for three hours. <laughs> that movie's about three hours long, so... Fuck! Uh, Is it really? Good God. Yeah, I can't it's even, a long movie. I'd much rather talk about this right now, of how much I hate this movie we haven't watched than the movie we are about to talk about. So the cast for this movie is Rebecca Hall, uh, Sarah Goldberg, and Stacey Martin. There's also a guy in it, but he wasn't Listed. There's two guys in it. Yeah, they weren't listed. Oh, weird. <laughs> at least on the website I looked at. Was it IMDb? No, actually, it wasn't IMDb for this one. God damn it. <laughs> it's the only one you should look at. It has fucking everything. I don't understand. Gotta keep you, you on your toes. What? To I don't even know what that means. This movie called <laughs> Nighthouse. Who's in it? Yeah, I'm gonna fucking find out because I have the internet in my hand at all times. Oh, I just rated it a nine on accident. A hundred percent that happened, and I'm really upset about it. Vondi Curtis Hall and Evan. I don't think you can say that on air. Janikit. So, so Vince Vaughn and Evan Bourne. Got it. Yeah, I guess if Vince Vaughn's a old black man who played Ben Urich in Daredevil. Oh my god, he did. Did you really not put that together? No! I knew I knew him from somewhere. You were the worst. Wow. Oh, fucking love Daredevil. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> okay, so the plot of this movie. Uh, after her husband's death, Beth begins to have disturbing visions of a presence in her house causing her to dig into her husband's past. Spooky past. Well, I guess let's, uh, let's get into it. 
So we open with a paddle boat on a dock, uh, shots of some wind chimes and shots of a house that show blueprints and also a man standing in an office. Uh, then we get a counter with a somewhat hidden pill bottle on it. Uh, then we see multiple pictures of a couple on the wall as two women walk up to the front door dressed in black. Oh no. Uh, and one asks the other if she's going to be okay and if she needs her to stay. Uh, Something terrible has happened. You've met the terrible fate. It, the fate I'm wishing for at all moments right uh, now. Our main character, Beth, then walks inside the house and stands in the kitchen before we cut to the title card for the movie, The Night House. It is a house in the night. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it a little more, I guess, but I don't understand the title. It's a house in the night. That's all I'll give it. <laughs> so uh, we then see Beth drinking and reading a note before walking down to a workshop area in the house, grabbing another bottle. Uh, she starts watching old footage from her wedding. This is where we kind of gather that her husband's dead. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. She's yeah. in mourning. We've seen the funeral attire. Yeah. She's got the sads and booze is happening. Drinking the brandy. Oh, yeah. It is brandy, isn't it? Yeah. That comes up later, I yeah. think. So Terrible. We cut, then we cut to her in bed, staring at the empty pillow inside of the bed next to her. And we see the pillow still has a slight impression in it. Um. It is not the impression of somebody who wants to watch this movie. <laughs> uh, suddenly a loud knocking is heard, causing Beth to grab her what looked at first like a bedside gun, but then she doesn't have it anymore. Because it looks like she loads two shells into a shotgun. I don't know what she grabbed. I don't know. I can recall her grabbing something, but I do not. It really I looks don't remember like seeing it after that scene. Yeah. It really looks like she's loading shells in a shotgun and then it's not there anymore. Makes sense. Um, she investigates downstairs and almost gets into the basement, uh, which has an open door, before turning around and pushing the door shut uh, and walking towards the front door. But as she walks away from the basement door, it creaks open and we see the reflection of a head in the glass and this is the first of many confusing things in this movie. <laughs> you know what, though? I like the reflection bits. This, this happens a few times. Mm -hmm. It looks great. I am, I'm into it. Yeah, so... It's uh, the she, plot of this story that's yeah. just terrible. So she, she turns around, uh, doesn't notice this head shape in the mirror, and closes the door. And we can kind of see part of the head still in the background, like, like of the woods. Super vague, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she slams the door. Alright, so dead husband and ghosts. We're getting real introspective on this one. Then we cut to Beth waking up, and she is, for some reason, on the floor. This happens, I don't know, a thousand times in this movie, and at no point I'm like... I, I don't understand if she fell asleep there or if she sleptwalked. I don't know what yeah, was supposed they, to be happening. They bring up a couple possible explanations, but they never say this is what. Right, and I think that's the biggest thing yeah. in this movie. Is nothing really gets explained by the end of it. So she, she makes her coffee and goes to leave, but she sees her dock gate uh, is open and swinging back and forth. So she goes to close it. She latches it shut, then notices that there's muddy footprints uh, going up the steps from the dock. She follows them down, and they lead to the dock paddle boat. Now, follow them down is a cut to her walking to the bottom of this, these mm -hmm. stairs. 
These stairs are about 60 years long. I was waiting for you to say that. And I, I, it blew my mind when they pulled out. Like, this house is a it's fucking insane. banger, man. And this dock with these stairs, and it's straight down like the side of a mountain almost. Not, yeah. not straight down, but it's a very back and forth staircase. And it is, I couldn't even tell you how many flights. Six, seven flights it's, easy. It's like eight flights. Yeah, it's a huge fucking thing going to this baby ass dock with this little fucking rowboat. Yeah, so she she gets down to the, the paddle boat uh, before a random gunshot rings out and birds fly away. Uh, and then she just looks around and walks away. I, I feel like you're thinking it seems weird. I don't know, if you live there there's probably people hunting bird and shit. That's not unreasonable. Yeah. It's weird, but not out of norm, I'd imagine. Yeah, and then and then we cut to her at what I assumed was a college, but it could have been a high school. I'm pretty sure it was a high school. No, it's a high school for sure. Is it a high school? Yeah, because okay. she says it. So at a high school where she walks into a room uh, where there's like a, a teacher staff meeting going on. In like the auditorium. Yeah. And all the teachers are sitting. They cut on two teachers very deeply. Yeah, so when she, she walks into the room and shuts the door behind her, it makes kind of like a loud clicking, and everybody in the room stops and turns to look at her um, as we hear whispers of like, oh god, she's here. Oh my god. Again, we know the husband's dead. We can assess this at this point. She goes and sits next to a blonde lady who immediately says, you didn't have to come today. Uh, Her name is Claire, and Beth says, well, I still have grade center, so I I did have to come. Right, you get the vibe. It's like end of year. Yeah. Why are you here? Things went bad. Yeah. Um, the group decides to take a break, and Beth goes into her classroom and is on the laptop. And we start to see that she's looking at new houses. Right. Um, but yeah. she she wants to move away. Right. Obviously, husband's dead. This is thing. Also, again, this house is a banger, mm-hmm. and. She's a school, the high school teacher. She can't make enough money to support this house. Yeah. So then she notices a picture of her and her husband uh, on the desk. And then she falls asleep. Just because. <laughs> she just falls asleep sitting at the computer. Uh, a lady knocking on the door wakes her up. And we see that hours have passed. This bitch. Hours. Um, and new houses are no longer on the screen. The price of handguns is now on the screen. Oh yeah, she's looking for an out. Uh, the lady says that she's Hunter's mom, Becky. Uh, and she's here because Hunter got a C in Beth's speech class. Oh my god. Um, this is what you do when school's over. You yeah. get your parents to harass your teacher. She, Beth goes to check her computer and says, well yeah, he, he got a C because he never did his, his final project. Uh, but his mom says he couldn't have... Uh, done the project because the teacher wasn't at school. Um, right. And she says, yeah, I was, I was gone for a personal matter. Um, and then the... Bang your uh, audio, you piece of... I thought I muted it. Obviously you didn't. God damn it. I'm so sorry. I don't understand. I'm so sorry. How are you so useless? I'm so life? sorry. And you lost your fucking spot. <laughs> so Amazing. She, so Beth says she took the last four days of school off for a personal matter, and then Becky says, well, everybody has personal matters, but Hunter was here. Um, this bitch. Hunter's mom's a real bitch. Yeah, and this 
This is when Beth says, fuck it. I'll just give him a B. But that's not what Becky wants. No. Uh, she wants to know why her son, and then Beth cuts her off and says, my husband shot himself in the head last Thursday. Super blunt. I oh, hope you guys want to hear my fucking pants ripping. There we go. Uh, super blunt. I love this deadpan. And this mm-hmm. character, uh, what the hell's her name? Beth. Beth. Rightfully so in this scenario. Total bitch this whole movie. Yes. She has super aggro all the time. Her response to things is fantastic. I... She's just, eh, fuck it. The internet's real. I hate her. Oh, she's terrible, but I love her response. (laughs) But if I knew her, she'd be the worst person. See, like, this is the one time I think she's justified in in being aggressive. She's like, this lady's not gonna shut the fuck up. Just cut this off preemptively. Especially, I imagine, being a teacher's... Just a thankless job. Yeah, and then Becky says, oh, I hadn't heard. And Beth goes, yeah, it's a personal matter. Which she had explained why she was gone before as a personal matter. That's a fucking mic drop. It is. Yep, so get the fuck out. Yeah, and then Beth explains that he took a boat out to their lake with a pistol she didn't know he had, and pow, right in the mouth. And and she says that and mimes the gun into her face. It's brutal, man. Like, if, imagine being on the other end of that conversation. Like, sounds like a yeah. nightmare. So, and then she says, so Hunter's grade doesn't matter much to me right now. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yes. Um, and he, I think she even goes, oh, well, how about an A then? B's not good enough? Yep. She's like, well, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, so uh, Becky apologizes and says, I'm sorry for your loss and gets the fuck out of it. As the only response should be. Uh, terrible. Beth then stares at the picture of her and her husband before throwing it into her desk. Makes sense. She's got some crabs. Yeah, then we cut to Beth arriving home with a bunch of boxes to see that the dock gate is open again. She approaches it to see a man, uh, her neighbor Mel, um, who says the sky was looking mean so he decided to go cover their paddleboat for him. Just being neighborly, I guess. Yeah, we, we get the vibe that they're super close and uh, he He's says, like friendly neighbor guy. I wouldn't even say they're close. Like, well, like, I don't well, know. So they, they're friendly for sure. Yeah, he he says he's paying paying Beth back since Beth and her husband Owen helped him back when his wife died. Oh, I guess I missed that line. Yeah. Okay. Um, then says, you know, if if you want me to get rid of that boat, let me know and I'll take it out of here right now. Yep. Because uh, that's the boat her husband Owen shot himself in. <laughs> Be honest, don't know how it got tied back up or why he did it. Cops are like, this is an evidence. <laughs> Tie this like, back up. Cops mm. are like, fuck that boat. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Blood. You clean it up. Another John Mulaney it's, reference. It's the same John Mulaney reference. Gross. Fucking awful. Um, then she says, I, I'm just going to sell it with the house. That explains that, you know, she, she hates to leave the house, but since Owen built it, uh, she doesn't feel like she can be there. So this is like a custom house, which is super cool. And the house is, again, a real fucking banger. It's incredible. It is a nice house. I'll give it that. They had to have spent a lot of budget on this house. Or CGI'd something. I don't know. CGI'd the house. I guess. It's better than my face on that poster. It's Monster House. Oh, God. (laughs) Beatrice. Uh, She asks Mel if he was shooting this morning, uh, and then he looks confused. And she says, well, you know, I, I heard a gunshot, 
And Mel says, well, I didn't hear anything, but if you hear another one, let me know. And then he leaves. Just more confusion on this gunshot. Yeah, so kind of blurring the lines of reality a little bit. Well, and you, and you get the vibe there's not a lot of, like, neighbors out here. It's a custom-built yeah. house, Mel's around, but you don't run into anyone else. Yeah. And then we cut to footage of Beth filming Owen building the house. Uh, she shuts it off. Snarky jokes and all. Oh, yeah. So she, she uh, shuts it off and takes all of the tapes uh, that are sitting next to the camera she's watching this on. Labeled, like, birthday, 4th of July. Just nopes them out of here. Yeah, Phoenix Forgotten tapes. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Nobody beats their meat harder than Josh watching the X-Files. Uh, so she, she takes all of them, throws them in a box. Then she starts going through the house and putting all of Owen's stuff in boxes and bags. Um, like she's firing him from her high school teaching job. She finds a sketchbook that she gave Owen for blueprints. And as she flips through it, it goes from blueprints to patterns to mazes to a three-dimensional maze, which looked really cool. Yeah, the drawings are super good. Um, and then a note saying, trick it, don't listen to it. Of course. Then we see one page that has an extra extra sheet of paper on it that says, our house, reverse floor plan. So they're going to flash this bad boy and reverse flash him out of, the, out of the history. And then we see a crude sketch of what appears to be like a person on their knees or something. It's, it's just kind of like a blob with human shapes. Yeah, it's just kind of creepy, yeah, I guess it, is the only get feel you get from it. And it sits like right in the middle of the house on the floor plan. Of course. Uh, she closes the book, packs it away. Uh, later on... And by packs it away, you mean throws it into a box oh, yeah. very angrily. She, she eats it. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeet! Uh, later on, while Beth is sleeping, her downstairs radio turns on. Full fucking blast. And it, it plays... There's only one song in this entire movie. It it's plays okay. It plays in the intro, it plays in this scene, and it plays in every other scene when the radio turns on. What song is it? Uh, it's... I don't remember. It's called, like, Crimson Cross or something. Sounds right. Crusader's Cross or something like that. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, I did not realize that about the music, but there was definitely no score or anything to this movie besides... There's a, there's a bit. There's a very little... Just, like, bit. ominous music, more, yeah. not, like, true score... Yeah, so the downstairs radio turns on and startles her awake. Then her phone rings with a message from Owen saying, come down. I, I get it. Uh, Beth texts back, who is this? And Owen replies, don't be afraid. Before the music and all the lights that are on downstairs cut out. Just boom. Uh, now we got a real spookies happening. Creepy scene. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I really fine. liked that part. I liked the text, but the rest of it was pretty whatever. Um, Beth calls Owen, and he answers, and we hear kind of, like, gurgling noises and disgruntled breathing. Straight, like, right before a scream, Ghostface starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what happened when you turn on the internet with AOL. She asks who it is, and Owen replies, saying, look out the window. Now, AOL was the internet before the internet was a thing. I just don't care about this movie. <laughs> uh, uh, so she she gets up and looks out her bedroom window to see naked Owen standing on top of the water in the lake. And Owen is ripped. He turns to look at her and she wakes up on the bathroom floor this time. Yep, just another floor. Every, every scene she wakes up in, she is on the floor somewhere in this yep. house. 
she checks her phone and finds that the texts and calls with Owen aren't there. So she runs down to her car and grabs the police evidence box of Owen's shit. Uh, and turns his phone on. Yeah, turns his phone on, plugs it into her car charger, and looks through it to see no evidence of the text or call. Now, Courtney pointed out, depending on what kind of car she has, plugging it into her car that is not on would not necessarily yeah, give it power. It wouldn't have done anything. And also, no matter what the case is, did not charge it anywhere long enough to turn this phone on. No, she plugs, plugs it in. As soon as she plugs it in, Apple logo yep. is on. Instant. Uh, and then, uh, in a bag, in the box, we see the gun. Uh, and it's like a revolver. Which, don't know why they gave back. Maybe maybe separate it. Yeah, and it, it had a, like a, a lock in, in two of the... Trigger? No, it wasn't the trigger. It was like the... Why am I blanking on what it's called? The fucking... The ammo bits? Yeah. I don't know what you call I, it, though. Oh, God, I know it. Spoken wheel? <laughs> it's, where you put the bullets in a revolver, there is a lock so you can't close it, so you can't load it. Yeah, yeah, the pew-pew chamber. Yes! <laughs> uh, and then she is, like, going through pictures and looking at photos of them on his phone, and then Like, she... I get why, and this, this really bothered me, because I get why she started... Uh, why did she turn on the phone to look at the texts? But, like, why she started going through these pictures instantly? Totally just plot point. Um, and she finds a picture of a woman that at first looks like her. I thought it was. Me too. I could not tell you the difference. And then she zooms in on it skeptically. Yes. Skeptical zooming happening. So Beth takes the phone to Claire, uh, and Claire doesn't see anything wrong with it. And kind of goes, yeah, it's a cute shirt. <laughs> right? Uh, but Beth says, I don't have shirts like that. I don't own that blouse. Yeah. It's like, okay. Uh, Claire says she has no reason to worry. And also, Owen isn't here to defend himself. Pretty um, reasonable response, to be honest. Yeah. It's like, but, hey, why are you worrying about this now? Well, it's really like Grieving Widow finding an excuse to... Defraud the internet. QAnon. <laughs> yeah, but but like legitimately, good friend would be like, don't read too much into it. This is probably nothing because it looks just like her. Yeah. It. If anything, I if it was me in that situation, like as Claire, I'd probably be like, he probably thought it was you and took a cute picture of you looking at a book. If, it's a chick in a library. If, I mean, if it was me looking at a picture of myself, I'd be like, why did I do that? I don't go to libraries. Also that, yes. Like, because at no point would I even question it wasn't me. Because Beth is, like, she has, like, tan brown skin uh, and, like, darker black hair. That woman is white as shit. Is she? Who are you looking at? She looks like you, dude. She glows in the moonlight of this night fucking house. Then Claire invites her to come drinking with the department. All, all like, the English teachers. Uh, she asks, hey, why are you even going through his phone before she realizes she shouldn't have said that? Because that's yeah. super insensitive. Yeah, because uh, she goes, like, that, the way she says it is very much defend, like, the cheater style. Like, why were you going Yeah, why would you even anyway? go through his phone? And it's like, oh, shit, he's dead. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I get it, like, from both sides. Like, I get why she would say that, and I get why it's not okay to say that. 
Yeah, like that. No, at, at no point point is it okay. Yeah, I don't know why he would say it, especially after the argument beforehand is a pretty good one. That you don't need to th read into this. It wouldn't have meant anything. He's not here. Like you just, you know, remember the good times. Don't stress on the shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. And Beth says, "I I thought we didn't have secrets, but Claire says, well, everyone has secrets." <sighs> I sleep in a Superman onesie. I should have been Batman easy. Cute. <laughs> um, I totally, I totally thought this was gonna set up that Claire was fucking her husband. A hundred percent. The whole time I was like, "When's Claire coming out?" Yes. Yeah. Nope. Doesn't happen. Red hair, blonde herring. Yeah. Does the carpet match the pubes though? You tell me. I have not seen Claire naked, so I don't know. Uh, then we cut to all of them at a bar, and it's Beth. Claire, uh, another teacher named Heather, another girl who's not named, and then a guy named Gil. And Heather, I believe, was the other zoom-in besides Claire when she yes. walked into the assembly. So, yes. like, those are her two good friends, and the other ones are just generic background characters, and then guy who speaks. Yeah, and Beth is kind of sitting quietly at the table, just sipping her drink. Uh, while the group is talking. She's not sipping that drink. She's, she's downing drinks. She's drinking like you drink. Um, not nearly enough to watch this movie. <laughs> uh, when the... Oh, I'm so sorry. So she she's drinking quietly with the group um, before she kind of blurts out, do you guys think ghosts exist? Love this. <laughs> and she kind of like throws her arms up when she says it. I like, like, this is a silly joke. This is you even in a sober scenario. Yes. Just with any group of people, whether you know or not. Do you believe in ghosts? Did you see Phoenix Forgotten? Let me explain <laughs> to you what Slenderman is. Dude, I I went to a barcade with my friend Max a couple weeks ago. Shout out, Max. Wait, um, was it John Maxey? No, but he'll be on here fuck soon. Fuck you, John Maxey. True. I just wanted to give a shout out because he liked the last one, so I hope he hates this one. <laughs> Continue your barcade story. Uh, yeah, and we, we were just sitting at the bar drinking, and I was like, hey man, so like, do you think ghosts exist? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember him looking at me and being like, I'm not talking about this. This, this isn't what we're here for. <laughs> and then we went and played pinball. I was going to say, what game did you go and play? Because it better have been a street fight. It, it was Terminator Pinball. Ooh, banger. It's really fun. Did you go back to the past? Can't make Back to the Future go. Nope. Got this? I was going to go Samurai Jack, but all right. Samurai Zack. Ooh, that, that is not a show I'd watch. <laughs> Jackie Chan Adventures is good, though. Jackie! It's not good. <laughs> it is. I made you watch it. You liked it, so fuck you. Anyway, um, I'd so... I'd rather talk about Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> Alright, so the first episode, Jackie... No! <laughs> in my mind, while we were talking about all that, I was like, this is getting cut. No, I'm keeping yeah. it in. <laughs> It's better than anything that happened in this fucking movie. Uh, so, Beth asks, do you think ghosts exist? And Claire goes, yeah, I do. Why Why not? And the rest kind of start to answer, and Beth just says, I think there's something in my house. Like a presence. Like, I feel like I'm being watched, and I'm having these crazy dreams. And while she's saying all of this, uh, we get kind of like side shots of Claire's face as she gets a lot like she gets concerned sad and mortified as she's saying 100 100 
Uh, Beth also is not talking to these people. She is talking at these people. Oh, yeah. She doesn't care. They're not yes-anding. They are no-butting. And she's just like, so what I believe in these yep. ghosts are doing. This is my time. Yep. This is my conversation. I sat here quietly drinking for 30 minutes. You will listen to me drunk for three hours. Uh, she says she could be sleepwalking. Uh, and then asks if sleepwalking is contagious because Owen used to do it. Then everyone gets real quiet. Yep, nobody wants to talk about suicide husband. Yeah. Then one of the, the guys, Gary, uh, says, well, you know, you were married for 14 years. It's not impossible that you feel watched because you're used to having someone in the house with you. That's Re- reasonable explanation, though. Yeah, this guy is actually totally fine. Uh, she just shits on him for no reason. And then Claire says, well, you know, who knows what's possible once we shuffle off this mortal coil. I hate that she says that. What dreams may come, which is a Hamlet quote. Fuck you, teachers. (laughs) I really hate that you said all of that. (laughs) But I hate the phrase shuffle off this mortal coil. Yeah. um, Because when I think of shuffling, I'm either playing shuffling. Never once. Never <laughs> fucking once. I'm either playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Shuffle in a sweet 40-card deck that feels so good, or I'm doing some type of jig off a boat. Then Beth points out how fucked up it is trying to use a suicide soliloquy to cheer her up right now. Good use of the word soliloquy? Su- I can't even say it. <laughs> soliloquy. That's the one. <laughs> uh... Claire starts to apologize, and Beth goes, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. The old drunk. Uh, and then Heather says, you shouldn't joke. <laughs> Look at my notes. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stop you. Trevor just flipped a page. <laughs> now, this boy writes only on one side of the page. He doesn't double back these. So, left page always blank when he turns page. This one, however... Very largely, with an arrow pointing to it, says, Whoa. That's only Keanu Reeves can deliver. Um, so it's fantastic. So yeah, uh, she Heather says, You shouldn't joke about that. And then Gary looks at her and goes, Did you seriously not know anything was wrong? And that's why I wrote, Whoa. Whoa. Because yeah. how dare you say that? Yeah, super dick. Like, I this, forgot he said that, actually. This lady just lost her husband, and you're like, okay, but, like, you didn't know that he was gonna... It, it's not like it's been six years, and maybe you should stop talking it about it. It was last like, week. Yeah, it's been days, and you need to fuck off and buy this woman a drink. That says, no. Uh, I was the one who always had dark thoughts and depression, and he kept me at bay. Maybe it got to him. Um, then Heather goes, did he leave a note? Who are these people? Yeah, blurted this out like the worst friends of all time. Maybe they're drunk and just... But they don't seem drunk. They're having a very... She is very obviously inebriated. Ooh, big word. Oh boy. Still can't say the other one. Uh, But everyone else is just having combos, having just like a drink, nothing crazy. There's a plate of mild wings at the table. Whoa, I didn't even see mild wings. How'd you know they were mild? Because they're all white. Besides having right except for she is very white but you're right white people do order mild wings uh, so claire tries to kind of back them off of beth but beth goes he did and he pu- she pulls the note out of her purse 
<laughs> totally forgot she had it. Just she had. She, she like bangs out of the table. She had the receipt. That's right. <laughs> Get hammered. Get nailed. Oh God, CM Punk, build me your house. <laughs> Only two build me your please. night house. <laughs> With three stories that wow. Phoenix forgot. You creep. There's a bunch of them. You watch them. <laughs> listen. Whatever. There's something demonic there, so we had to have a paranormal investigation. Mm, that's the same movie. You can't use them in the same <laughs> sentence. They rhyme, you jackass. For those of you who have not listened, because I'm going to ignore this movie even harder. When we watch Demonic, Trevor, ye old doctor, says, we're going to watch this. I've seen it before. Watched it. Started recording. Yeah, this wasn't the movie I thought it was. I thought it was Paranormal Investigation. God damn it, Trevor. Fast forward a week, we've watched Paranormal Investigation. <laughs> Not only is it a goddamn French movie, it has nothing to do with the same plot at all, but it is 0% the same movie and 0% rhymes in title so that you can easily confuse the two. Oh. Not even in the same language, you gigantic asshole. Continue. Nighthouse me. So, the note says, you were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You are safe now. And then she says, that's it. No XOXO, your loving husband. And that is it. And it's look, it looks like it's written in a Sharpie. Where somebody holds it with, like, full-fisted, not like you would no, hold a pen. It looks like a 15-year-old emo boy wrote it in Highland. Shit, you're right. Maybe he was. You don't know his life. Got my life into pieces. I'd rather have a pizza. This is my plastic fork. Ooh, I'd rather have a fork. Claire seems clearly distraught as Beth reads that note. Uh, Heather asks, what the fuck does that mean? And Beth says, well, means I was living with a crazy person, but uh, makes me wonder what else I didn't know. Uh, Claire starts to say, hey, we gotta go. Like, you need yeah. to leave. It's like, hey, you're drunk. You're gonna go sleep on a floor somewhere. And Beth says, yeah, don't want to keep him waiting. Oh, super creepy. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Right? She's She's got that dark humor. I do want to back backpedal a little bit. You said Heather was not white, yeah. and I corrected you. And I was thinking that was the main character who cannot, can, cannot remember this woman's name because I do not care. Don't care. <laughs> uh, but Heather, yes, is black. Yes, she's so not white. She would not order mild wings. Or she might. I don't know. She might. But white people definitely order wild wings. She bangs, she bangs, she bangs. Thank you. Um, so they get to Beth's, and Beth offers Claire some brandy. But Claire says, I don't want to drink, and I don't want you to either. And then Beth walks back into frame with the whole handle yep. of Brandy going to the she's couch. She's got the decanter and everything, and she's downing. Uh, Beth lies on the couch, and Claire says, I don't like you being here alone. You <laughs> Seems reasonable. come stay with me. Um, Beth says, I lied about the letter. What? Uh, and Claire goes, Claire starts to laugh and says, Wow, you, you had all this fool. We thought that was the real note. And she says, no, 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 it, it's the real note. But I lied about not knowing what it meant. Uh, and I, I liked that a lot. Really? I was just waiting for you to shut up so I could say I hated this. Really? I thought it was really lame. Um, the, the, part that comes next, like. the part that comes next, I hate. 
but... I think all of it, it's, it's, it feels like all plot device, just to further the story. This whole movie is just a set up the last five minutes. Oh my god. Um, so she tells Claire that she actually died when she was 17 in a car crash off of a mountain. Uh, her heart stopped for four minutes, and when she came back, you know, people started to ask her what it was like and what she saw, uh, and she didn't want to disappoint them, so she would say that she didn't remember, but she remembers. Uh, Which, I would go ahead and say, that's disappointing. Yeah, I, I feel like there there could have been a better, like... If you want people to not be disappointed that certain, you go, oh, I saw the light, and then Jesus yeah. touched me, and we made out for hours on top of a 1964 Camaro. Uh, red, of course. Yes, it is a Camaro Cherokee. Camarokee? Yes. The Camerica Theater? That's exactly uh, what I was thinking, God damn it! <laughs> Get out of my head! Um, so, she, uh, she only ever told Owen what she actually saw. And what she saw was that there is nothing. And that's what Owen said in his note. Yep. And the one thing I agree with Owen on, because <laughs> fuck you, Jesus, and your Bibles. Uh, I'm just waiting for the Bible 2 to come out. Oh, the sequel will be a banger for sure. It's going to be like Owen and the Chipmunks too. Oh, shipwreck Chipwrecked? Banger beyond bangers. The squeakle. Oh uh, so there's there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It's just tunnel. Um, which, how would you know if it's a tunnel right. if there's no light? Oh, uh, I mean, if you enter a tunnel, you're still in a tunnel. But how are you entering? If there's no light, how would you know you're entered a tunnel? Well, the life is the entrance of the light, the tunnel, into, into black. But if there's nothing there when you die... Where's the tunnel? Alright. Now we're gonna get into this for a minute. So, in said tunnel that we do or do not have... This is Schrodinger's tunnel. Yes. Is there any type of physical surrounding? Because if not, you're right, it's just blackness. But if you're talking tunnel, where you have... You, you know, life continues and you continue, now there's just blackness. That means there's some type of encasing thing surrounding your life that makes it your life, even if this thing is over. So that implies unique destiny, and that's bullshit. Agreed. No tunnel. Bingo. Yeah, I, I bingo, bango. I agree with you now. Bongo. Ooh, bong I don't. I want bongo, but I'll bingo, bango. All right, I'll take a bingo, bango. Fuck it. Uh, this movie, man. I do not give <laughs> a fuck about it. I'm so sorry. This is how much I cared about it watching it. Or I was like, what else can I do? Oh, TikTok's interesting. No, like, I, I recorded multiple videos of me talking about the movie, like, as it was happening. I would pause and be like, no fucking way. And they might be posted somewhere. We'll see. The internet. Elusive. Uh, Beth then kind of moves her head and lays in Claire's lap and says, Owen didn't believe her. He wanted to believe that there was a better place. But in his note, he said that she was right. Uh, but now she's not really sure. Uh, Claire asks, well, what did he mean by you're safe now? And then Beth says, we'll never know. Uh, then asks if Claire really believes in ghosts. Claire says, no, I was just being nice. Um, then asks, are you sure you don't want me to stay? And Beth says, well, maybe just till I fall asleep. As she falls asleep in Claire's lap. Instantly. Um, then she's started awake by the radio turning on. And she's on the fucking floor. <laughs> it's 
the radio, wind chimes, a bunch of shit. Uh, as we hear Owen say, the door. Uh, Claire's nowhere to be found at this point. Beth goes outside and yells for Owen to talk to her. She walks out and sees two girls run past her and jump off of the cliff nearby. Then another girl runs out from behind her and jumps off the cliff. Super spooky. Still don't fully understand this scene. I, I know it, it makes sense later of, on. Yeah, like, but even then, I still didn't feel like it made a lot of sense. No, and at this point, I thought, well, it's probably just her mind. Like, she's having a nightmare. Yeah, you think she's going crazy, which is what they're going up yeah. for. Yeah, uh, Beth looks over the ledge and sees what I originally thought when I wrote this was a boat in the distance. Like, a big boat. But it's actually a house. Uh, and then Owen tells her, the boat. And then she turns around and looks back, and the house is gone. Uh, then she sees the paddle boat down at the dock, and she runs to it to see it covered in a tarp with blood on it and folded clothes. She turns. Love the boat. Don't understand the house thing still. It. They, they, they try it. to explain it. It kind of comes up later. Like I guess my biggest issue. Maybe we're just too dumb for this movie, and it's don't understand what they're really going for. I. Well, we'll get to it after. Yeah, maybe I think you can I explain get it, it so I can understand it. So uh, she sees the paddle boat, and runs to it to see it covered in the tarp. Uh, then she turns to walk away, but a noise from behind her causes her to turn around, and then we see bloody footprints in front of her. Uh, then she asks if it's really Owen, and then she asks, if you're here with me, then show me. Show me. Then she closes her eyes and opens them again, and the footprints have moved to right in front of her. Then she feels something touch her face. I will say, I really like the footprints, because mm -hmm. like on the dock it was really good, here it's really good. Looks solid. Yeah. Uh, she feels something touch her face, and she reaches out and goes to touch Owen. Um, but she falls back unconscious, almost like she got, like, shoved back. Um, and then she is... She got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. She's placed into the boat and sent off into the lake. Uh, then the moon turns red as she floats down the, the river. Then the boat beaches itself waking her up on the island across from her house. She walks up to find the exact same house she lived in, uh, but flipped, like, reversed. Which, uh, uh, spooky book. Then... Spooky book? His blueprint book, where he has the house in reverse. Oh, yeah, no shit. Stupid. Yeah. They literally lay it out for you. No, I, I thought you were talking about the book that comes up later. Oh, fuck that, but... I, I thought you were just misplaced. Yeah, the Necronomicon doesn't matter. Exploits. Um... That who? She sees the girl... <laughs> <laughs> Not finished with that shit in my house. She sees a girl who looks like her inside and then sees about a thousand other girls with brown hair that look like her. Uh, then Owen walks into one of the windows and kisses a girl on her cheek. The girl shoves Owen uh, and then walks away, and Owen follows her. Beth walks around to the front of the house and finds a hidden key under, like, a, a planter, and then opens the door and walks in, uh, and just as she enters, she wakes up in her house to see her front door open. I really liked that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to go a completely different direction, like astral projection. I was super down for that, but what it kind of evolves into made just didn't 
made me not like it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I don't like any of that, but what they did had a lot of potential right there. Mm-hmm. This is a very short bit. There's a couple of scenes where this movie is like, oh, that's cool. Yes. I see what's happening, and I'm completely wrong, and the only thing that could have happened that would have been good is not happening. Yes. Um, like, I would have loved, and we'll probably touch on this later, but I just want to say it really quick. I would have loved to see that, like, she actually, in her dream world, is the ghost in her house, and she's, like, fucking all of this stuff up in her dream, and it's happening in her actual home. So when she wakes up, she sees all this shit happen. Hmm. I, th- I thought it could have been a cool concept. I thought something similar, but I was thinking more... like, parallel universe, where mm-hmm. she was switching between two universes and seeing similar things. Especially towards the end when the whole crazy bit's going on that we'll get into in a little while. It's Moon Knight. No. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> the show's good, but no, this is garbage. Um, and right there, I think we're going to end Act 1. Oh my god. <laughs> Act 1. How? Act 2 opens with Beth running over to Owen's laptop uh, and gets to the photo of the girl in the library then finds pictures of a bunch of similar-looking women, uh, all who look pretty much exactly like Beth. Uh, she shuts the laptop and then stares out onto the island. And so th- this explains the photo we were so concerned with before a little more, which I think it even starts with that photo or is in there somewhere. Yeah, she she clicks on that photo specifically and That's it brings right. up all the others. Yeah, so then now we see assorted brunettes. Uh, then we cut to Beth walking around on the island, uh, and then she runs into Mel, who asks, what fuck are you doing out here? Uh, is this an island? See, I can't tell. Like, I, I Even I wrote in my notes, I think, to be honest, I don't know where it is or if it's an island. I don't think it's an island. I think they live on, like, a, a lake. It's like a point. peninsula? Damn. Look at all these fancy words we know today. Uh, that, that, that was my assumption. They're okay. just like on a lake. It's obviously a wealthy area. Mm-hmm. But okay. I, I wouldn't say it's an island. Okay, that makes more sense, I guess. The land across the water. Ooh, the land that time forgot. The land before time. <gasps> Little Neck. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. That's the saddest movie. Um, Ducky, no! She runs into Mel, who asks what she's doing out there, and she says she's looking for something. A house. Mel says, this is county land. You can't build out here. Um, I don't know how they live out there, if that's the thing. I think it's like the forest next to their house. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. Because uh, I was confused. I was like, but you live out uh, here. Yeah. yeah. I think and he's just, just walking through this forest, and they happen to run into each other. I mean, it's definitely a trail. Like, yeah, I guess. I don't know, it's just kind of weird still, I felt like. I mean, it doesn't Again, it felt like plot device, yeah. it's just every time. Uh, she says she thought she saw a light in a window last night, um, then says, well, you know, it's good for me to be out anyway, and she goes to walk away. Mel stops her and says, look, with all that you're going through, I don't feel comfortable letting you walk around in these woods alone. Then he invites her over to his house for lunch, that says okay, but maybe later, and then just walks away. Walks away. Uh, she keeps walking, and eventually sees a tree with a... It's like a strange 
piece of bark cut out, and it's super, you would not see it. Yeah. It's like a little rectangle of the tree cut out. Again, plot device, put character here. It doesn't make sense. It's not important. No, it's, I think it's literally just to get her to stop, and it's not something that would get her to stop. Yeah, um, she sees the tree, she walks towards it and sees just past it a house in early stages of construction. Motherfucker! Mostly made of plywood and tarps. Yep, um, tarp house. Beth stares in shock before quickly walking up to the house and going inside, um, and it is exactly the reverse floor plan of her house. Which... I don't know that I could tell the reverse floor plan in my house. I would just walk in and be like, why is this here? Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I think she had that dream and she's like, I, I have a hunch. Just connecting dots. It, 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 not that you get like a great shot of their house, but it's not like you have all the bedrooms on one side and a master on the other. It, it's a very square house. So it, like you just walk in living room, large area, the upstairs, downstairs and a few bit like it wouldn't feel reversed from how I feel. Yeah, like the the stairs. The stairs don't go into like a hallway to go up. They just go right into the bedroom. Yes, of course. The inside is all dirt and tarps with only support beams decorating the rooms. Uh, Beth calls out and asks if anyone's there. Hello. Um, typical horror movie. Is anyone here? Yep. No. She, I mean, it's either that or split up. But she's alone, so it gets a little awkward. Split. I like that movie. It was funny. I, I like it. Um, she heads up the stairs to another room um, and then finds in what would be the bathroom of her bedroom. A metal tube shaped into a heart. Um, and inside of it, there is a statue of a woman with her hands and feet behind her back and metal poles going through her body from head to toe. Super creepy. I never felt like you got a great explanation of this. Kinda, and I'll, I'll get to it. They wait about ten minutes before they get into it more. Um, like I said, like, great explanation. Like, they, I think they kind of explain everything, but nothing ever feels good. They don't explain this right here, though. So, uh, she's holding this doll, and then we hear approaching footsteps. Uh, and she kind of looks up and pauses, and then they stop. And then we cut to Beth walking up to Mel's house. Makes sense. Huh? It's supposed to mean something. I could not tell you what. So she she walks right up to Mel's house, pounds on the door, and as soon as she gets in, she accuses him of knowing what the doll is and saying, you were trying to keep me out of the woods. She literally is just throwing this doll in this yeah. guy's face like, you know what this is. She, she straight up says, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You were trying to keep me out of the woods. Like, hey, I was just inviting you over for lunch. I mean, don't get me wrong, she's right-ish. Kind of, but he doesn't know any yeah. of this information. And then she asks, what was Owen building? And Nell says, I have no idea. I only saw Owen in the woods at night sometimes. Uh, and this was like his protective secret, which you... Yeah. There's nothing more to it by the end of this movie. This is it. Yeah, he says, I. he didn't tell her because he uh, Owen asked him not to tell her. And then she demands to know everything that he knows. Mel says he once caught Owen walking in the woods with a woman. Um, and he thought it was Beth, so he called out and saw them. And it was not Beth. So. Then later that night, Owen showed up drunk and covered in mud. And he told Mel that he had shameful urges. But he found a way to keep them at bay. 
Um, and he basically begged Mel to keep that a secret. What do you think his shameful urges were? Uh, Pokemon they... fetish porn? I think it was Digimon. Not porn, just the game. Ooh, <laughs> Angelmon's my boy. I think all I... they did was pick a thing and say Mon afterwards. Truthfully, though, I think his shameful urge was listening to Scare. You should be ashamed of that. You should be ashamed of saying that. That was so bad. God damn it. Oh, that was beautiful. Mel never asked what kind of urges. Um, and he says he never saw Owen with another woman after that. Totally exactly what this neighbor should do is mind his fucking business yeah. like he does. And then uh, he says, you know, since he's passed, I think that there's a hole that you are trying to fill. But you shouldn't fill it with something dark. Especially being closer to death than you've ever been. And then she looks at him and she goes, well, that's not exactly true. And then we cut to her at home. Yep. <laughs> what, is she sleeping on the fucking floor again? She's she's dumping Owen's stuff out of boxes in a drunken rage when she sees the stuff the police gave back to her. Uh, again. And it's somewhat like we think that she's going to go for the gun because she holds the bag up and kind of tosses it aside. Yeah. Um, that's not what she's looking for. She holds it... Like, brief enough to be like, oh, this is what she wants, yeah. and oh, no, fuck it. Uh, she finds a couple of weird books, one called Kerdroya. Uh She flips through the book to a page called Decoys and Deceptions, which Owen has highlighted with a note saying basic trickery. Um, and then next to it is a sketch of the statue that Beth found. Alongside it is a passage describing it as the Louvre doll, which is a voodoo doll. And then two sentences are highlighted, which I did not write down. I took pictures of them. Does not matter. I'm more confused why she stopped on those books. Because they more were than anything else. probably something that she didn't recognize that he would have in this box. Even so, like... The... I, one, I don't know why they're in this box. So if it's the... Uh... If it's the evidence box, he had them on the boat. Okay, so that makes a little more sense. It's like, let's investigate these a little more. And it's recent enough to where you're like, I didn't want to go through this. Maybe it was just yeah. a book you like. Alright, I, I get it a little more. I still don't really care for it. Again, it's plot device and timing. Yeah, so the, the sentences highlighted are basically talking about this voodoo doll saying, uh, numerous spells could bind offerings to this artifact for delivery. Uh, and then, in Celtic traditions, the Kerdroya represented any series of simple mazes and reversed spaces intended to confuse or weaken dark forces by by distorting the end, uh, holy shit by distorting the identity and location of the subject pursuing spirits could be uh, they don't show that word by false forms of sacrifice. So we're we're really getting into like what what she found in the books earlier the mazes and this house and that reverse house. Yeah, and it's essentially uh, those sentences are essentially saying you could bind offerings to this to confuse dark dark entities for something else. Exactly. It, it doesn't really make sense. It, it does... It makes almost enough sense for the ending to make mm -hmm. sense, but it's still not good. Everything is so flimsy. It's like and it, almost right there. It, I, and I think it's supposed to be not quite there and have that flimsy feel. Maybe so that's what some people like. I don't know. Out of the one person I have, two people I've talked to about this movie that hated it, does not make sense. But I didn't get it. Why they 
went this route. It could have been a way bigger of a movie, and maybe I just don't like these type of horror movies. So as she reads this passage, the camera focuses on the statue that is now behind her on, like, a table in the room. Um, then she hears... And this is the same bound girl statue. Yeah, it's, with... it's the, the, the Louvre doll, is yeah, essentially yeah. is what it is. Uh, then we see a stamp on the book that says where it was sold. Um, I really hate this. And, and then she looks at the website... Uh, and then she gets mad and knocks the statue off the table. Stupid statue. But it lands face up in a sick pole bounce trick. Um, it's like that scene, if you've seen Devil, where the guy explains that buttered toast never lands butter side down, and he drops toast, and it lands buttered side down, and that's his proof that the devil's near. No fucking way. 100% that's in a movie. It's fucking amazing. That's incredible. It is... Um, you've never seen Devil? No. Oh, alright. We, we've got some stuff planned up, but as soon as the next free week comes up, we're watching Devil. That I'm movie down. is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> it is a piece of shit that I love so much. Um, and then, after the statue lands on the ground, we hear footsteps above Beth. The steps stop in a room, like, next to her, and so she walks in and finds herself in Owen's workshop. So she aimlessly walks around the room before the steps start again. And she turns and kind of looks uh, from next to a pillar into the doorway. And the shape of the pillar actually kind of morphs into like the profile of a man's face. And then it turns to face her. I really liked how this looked. It yes. looks great. I love that. I thought Super that was incredible. creepy. And it's not... It's obvious, but it's not so glaringly obvious. If they weren't staring at it with the camera so hard, you wouldn't even notice it. Yeah, it's like the... the it's not a super prominent shadow. It yeah. is very background shadow-ish. Yeah, you see like the the, the nose, like the, the bridge of the nose, and then lips, and then the chin line. And then you see it just kind of turn and look at her. Like we see the, the pillar actually morph. Um, and then she kind of gasps thinking it's Owen and she runs forward but it disappears as she walks past the, the pillar spooky man gone and then we cut to Beth leaving the house and driving to the bookstore Yep. Uh, she now she's off to harass bookstore employees <laughs> she shows the book uh, to the guy at the counter and asks whether or not he could tell her if Owen bought any other books or if he had anything on hold uh, but they don't keep that kind of record. I really like that they didn't just go with the easy out and be like, yeah, let me look it up. Yeah. Here's his life story and everything he's bought, including the things that are not that sold at the store. He's just like, I don't fucking know, lady. I'm a, I sell books. Yeah, and then she what asks, do you want to know? She asks to see other books by the author, but is distracted when she sees the girl from the picture uh, in the library. <gasps> so she, Which is just her. She creepily follows this girl from aisle to aisle. Uh, before Beth just goes, Hi. Nothing else. Do you work here? Uh, and she goes, Yeah. Uh, is there anything I can help you with? And Beth goes, No. Nope. And then they stare at each other for a few minutes. A few seconds. It feels like a few It minutes. feels like minutes. It uh, is a, such an awkward scene. And maybe they just really encapsulated the feelings they nailed it. 
Because it feels terrible. Yeah, and Beth goes, I'm Beth. And the girl, I'm Madeline. <laughs> I really like that, because Beth is just probing at her. Yeah. Like, oh, you probably know who I am because you're banging my husband. Yeah, and she, she says, I think you knew my husband. Uh, Madeline looks confused until Beth says, Owen. Um, Owen, Owen Parchin is his full name. So she says Owen's name and then mentions, uh, there's pictures of you on his phone. Then Madeline starts to visibly get nervous and she calls out to another worker. Beth goes, look, you, you don't need to call for help. I'm not going to do anything. As she starts walking towards her. Super creepy. I love that she calls out. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is this guy that doesn't show up? This store is small as shit. There's like four aisles and a counter. He never shows up. And this up. guy never comes by. He's like, fuck yeah. Yeah, oh no, that lady's already crazy, I can tell. I ain't um, caring enough today. She says, you know, I'm not gonna cause any problems because the matter has been resolved. Uh, he's dead. Then imitates a gunshot to the head and says suicide. Which, again, um, is where, like, I love her brash tone. Or, yep, it's been resolved. Yeah fucking banged in the head uh she says you know just in case you had any dates planned what a banger and this girl does oh, not deserve it no <laughs> no matter what she thinks this girl is at least semi-innocent or maybe even pseudo-innocent let me drink it is and she does not deserve to be shit on so hard by this at this point piece of shit guy yeah um uh, Madeline says it wasn't like that and then explains you know he, he was friendly when he came in so they flirted a little and he started coming in more then they had a few drinks but that was it uh, clearly Beth, secret house Beth then makes this girl take her hair out of a ponytail uh, and wear it down just in case we didn't get that they look so yeah really I really hated that I thought that was awful it's just like She's harassing this girl. Yeah, woman. she's treating this girl like shit. Uh, and then says, and and I'm sorry, and then Madison says, you know, we we never slept together. I, I barely even knew him. Just prompted that to get that out of the yeah. way. Yeah, uh, then we cut to Beth at Claire's house describing the encounter. Uh, and she goes, she basically picks up where Madeline says, I barely knew him. Beth goes, yeah, I guess I barely knew him too, huh, Claire? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she says, well, you know, I do believe that they never fucked, but that makes it worse. Because fucking, I at least understand, but if that's not what they were doing, then then why was he doing it? Pretty reasonable, actually. Yeah, I get it. Like, if if he's cheating on you, but not for sex, what's going on? Right, what is fucking happening? Because I want to watch that video. <laughs> uh, Claire says, okay, you need to stop going through his stuff, because this is only going to be bad for you. Because clearly he's not who you thought he was. Uh, and then we cut to them outside. Claire's smoking a cigarette. Uh, and Beth tells Claire about when she felt Owen earlier on the dock. Um, Beth asks why he said there was nothing after her. Um, but he didn't believe it. Like, what? why did he say there's nothing? But that's never something he believed. Um... I guess I didn't think about it like that, but... And then she goes to still leave. still terrible. Yeah, it's... It's not good. Uh, she goes to leave, but Claire tries to stop her, um, and say, like, you need to just kind of stay and chill for a little bit. But Beth says it's not finished. 
the the whole looking into his past. I, I guess. Yeah. And Claire says, you know, we might not ever know what he was thinking when he was doing this shit. There's no point. Beth says, you're right. And says she's going to pack a bag and stay in a hotel for a couple nights. And then she leaves. Yep. To go to a hotel, right? Uh, no, she goes home to, to pack her stuff. This bitch. Uh, and as she's getting ready to leave, she out loud says, I'm leaving. So if you have anything to say, say it now. And she gets no reply. Super. I was going to say super creepy, but not really just. It makes sense, if anything. It. That's it. Your ghost believe in mine. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I I don't like the scene, but I like it in the movie. Putting your like in that self, it's like I want to believe yeah. that he's back or something. Please, you know, here's my last ditch effort. Yeah, it's like, hey, I know you're here, so say something. Right. And then when nothing happens, she starts to kind of break down laughing uh, before there's a knock at her door, and she gets visibly excited and runs downstairs to see someone walking away from the door. Uh, she opens the door and yells, hey, and it's Madeline from the bookstore. Who she thoroughly harassed. Yeah, she says, um, I knew where to find you because I've been here before. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god. Somebody's lying. Uh, cut to Beth, pouring them drinks. Brandy uh, decanter again. The girl... I hate this scene so much. I don't even want to do this scene. And, uh, I wish I could skip this. So, Madeline tells Beth after work uh, that day she had a dream that she was Beth, but Beth was her, and she was also her. <laughs> um, and something was chasing them. But uh, after that, she woke up before anything happened, before she was caught. Cool. Uh, and then she couldn't stop thinking of Beth. She says, we, we really never slept together, but he invited her to the house one day, and they had some drinks. Then he showed her the other house. Uh, and Beth goes, oh, you've seen the other house. That Beth has just discovered yeah. after death. Um, and Madeline says he was super excited to show her. He was, like, giddy. Um, then he took her up to the room where the statue was and asked her to hold it. Uh, and then he held her and started to cry. And she thought it was really sweet at the time, so she kissed him. Uh, and then they they started to kiss, and he was moving his hands up her back. And then he got her hand, his hands to her throat. Um, Take her into Kingsville. And then he started to choke her, but he stopped after she backed away and drove her home. He told her he didn't know what was happening and if he could hold it back. Then said he had to end it for good. And she thought that he was talking about the relationship. No, no, much worse. And that's act two. Thank God, one <laughs> more piece of shit to get through. Oh, it's gonna get wacky. Okay, so act three starts with Madeline getting in her car and leaving. Uh... Fucking read the movie. <laughs> Are you dancing? Don't worry about on it. On this audio show. Because it makes you laugh and it makes it way better. Uh, so she, Madeline leaves and Beth goes back to drinking uh, and then decides to take a walk to the reverse house. Hold on. Good call, Beth. Sit for Beth. Here, we'll get closer to the mic. Can't wait to edit that later. Yeah, enjoy it, baby. Uh, she decides to go over to the reverse house. She walks in and yells out, Hey, we need to talk. 
uh, and she won't leave until they do. After getting no reply, she yells, I'm still here, come get me, and then drops her flashlight. Uh, when she goes to pick up the flashlight, her foot falls through a piece of plywood on the floor. And... And that's the end of Act 3, we're headed to Act 4, baby! And to uh, when she picks up the flashlight, she points it into the hole to reveal a body hidden under the floor. Uh, and then a whole bunch more. Yep. And uh, guess what the bodies look like? Oh my god, they look like uh, Elmo? Uh, Big Bird. Damn it, that was my next one. <laughs> they, they look like Beth. Uh, they're, they're people that, women that look like Beth, like the women in the picture. God damn it, Beth. So she, she runs out and back to regular home. Um, regular home. Oh, this move. A Tale of Two Houses. A Tale of Shut the <laughs> Fuck Up. Uh, she tries to call Claire, but Claire has an answer, and she tells Claire in a message, I wish I would have listened to you, but I, I saw something, but I, I don't even know if it was real or not at this point. Then she stumbles to the shower and takes a shower. It's, instead um, of just instantly leaving like she just said she should do. Or instead of calling the police... Just leave Get the fuck out of that place. Uh, Shower, not the best place. So then we get a, a close-up of the doll before the radio downstairs turns on. Beth gets out of the shower and runs to the, the top of the stairs before the music stops and all the lights turn off. She walks around the room, crying out, asking where Owen is. Owen! Before she breaks down crying and says uh, she misses him. Before looking up, and seeing writing on the condensation of the bathroom mirror that says, Here. Here. Um, God damn it, it's so bad. Yeah. I hate so, it so much. She walks into the bathroom and just wipes away the writing. Yep, because of reasons. I want to see this mirror because I'm so goddamn pretty. And then we hear water dripping. She turns and we see wet footprints with water dripping in front of them. Another good use of footprints. Yeah, like, Invisible Man is... That's what this movie should have been, was just The Invisible Man. It, well, I like the last one, but way better in this piece of shit than it ended up being. Uh, she she walks forward towards the footprints and uh, gets a little weird. So, I actually liked how the scene looked, though it is terrible. So she reaches out very slowly because it's a horror movie. And you think something spooky is about to happen, but no. Like, you see her hand stop, and you can see her fingertips press, which I really like. Mm -hmm. They did really good with these effects. Yeah, I'm sure it's on glass or whatever, but you can feel her. She's touching something you can't see. Yeah. And then starts to embrace it. Okay. And she she gets uh, pushed up against the sink. And something fantastic is about to happen. Yeah, they're... they're uh... Throughout my whole note-taking process of this movie, I was like, if they do a ghost sex scene... Oh, man. I was <laughs> I, so I excited. I they were going to. I was like, are they going to rename this the Omen prequel? <laughs> this is how Damien was born. So, Embrace happens. They start, like, caressing each other. And this is just this Beth hugging up on nothing. Yeah. There's not even a green screen guy here, I'm pretty sure. She is just acting the shit out of it. It looks she, good. It looks great. And then she gets pushed against the wall, and they're embracing, and he's kissing on her, or whatever you assume, or rubbing we, we on her. We see fingerprints on her arm yeah, and her shirt. Yeah, and, like, moving all around. 
and just embracing her and she starts kind of moaning and groaning and getting into it and then she is turned around to face the mirror and then what happens so she she puts a hand out and we see uh fingerprints going up her arm and then she whispers owen beth you stupid bitch uh the ghost replies no I'm not Owen. Oh my god! I, I paused the movie, dying of laughter. So fantastic! So I definitely good. didn't appreciate it when it was happening because I was still blown away that sex scene was happening. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. this might be better than Evil Dead One tree sex." It wasn't. Uh, she panics and turns to leave and starts to kind of quickly walk to the door but the door slams closed in front of her. Okay. Uh, she turns and looks into the mirror, uh, and we see, looking back at her, a girl that looks a lot like her, but has curly hair. Right. It's not quite her. So we're, we're getting these weird glimpses of yeah. not Beths. And then they, they stare at each other. They give kind of a confused look. It's, um, and it's mirroring, not to play on that word. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the exact same thing. Yes, mirroring is the word you're looking for. Before Owen busts through the door in the mirror world uh, and chokes the other girl before breaking the mirror with her head. Mirror world or mirror verse? Uh, mirror razor, got it. That was a Hellraiser pun. It didn't, it didn't play out. No. I apologize. <laughs> I thought that'd be better in my head. That was bad. Yeah, it was bad. It's almost as bad as all of my jokes. Nothing's that bad. No. Oh. Um, Alright, broken glass. Alright, what's happening? Yeah, and then the mirror shatters from the impact, and then we see one of Owen's eyes in the broken part of the mirror looking directly at that. Straight out of Harry Potter. Um, then Beth turns to run again, but the ghost slams her head now into the glass. Um, and then as she kind of stares out from the glass into her room as the door is now open... She walks in to find everything, including the time on the clock, backwards. All in reverse. And it's done really well, because mm -hmm. it's not super obvious. Everything is backwards. I walk backwards. All my things are backwards. Just very subtle. It, like, she's looking at digital clock, if I remember right. Yeah, and she, like, reaches down to put her hand on her bed, and it's not there. Yeah. And that's when we get a pan of the room. And so everything is spooky backwards. Yeah. And then a woman in, like a closet, I think, tells her to hide and then closes the door. And then we see another woman crawl underneath the bed. Yeah. It, super creepy. I actually really like this very quick scene, because it's like three seconds yeah. between the two. And then Owen slams the bathroom door open, drags the body out and into the bedroom as Beth ducks down by the bed. And you're, and you're still, like, they, they haven't explained at all what is going on with these yeah. look-alike Beths. Because uh, both under the bed and in the closet, you get a very quick glimpse, but it's it looks a brunette. Like yeah, it's first glance, it's Beth. Uh, Owen starts hog-tying the girl, and she is in the same pose as the, the Louvre doll. Uh, Beth looks at an opening in the wall. It's like a, a wood panel that has like a curve to it. Uh, and it's in the shape of a man's head. It turns and starts to chase her like the wood panel comes off the wall. Pretty good. It looks solid. Again, this is like that shadow work that I really like. And like, I I don't know if I'm explaining it poorly. I think it's hard to explain this effect. 
Because it's making shapes out of the lack of shapes. Yeah, it's not like it's a shadow. It's a, it's a, the dead space in between those shadows yeah. that create the sh create these figures. And it looks incredible. It's I don't know how they did this, but it does look like they filled in black dead space with very light shadow, like work. sharp edges. Yeah, it's really good. It, I would say this is the best one by far. Yeah. The rest of them more just look like a shadow, but, like, this one here, you can really hit it. I don't know. I think this the next one that comes up is super good. Uh, so, she runs downstairs, and then we see Owen downstairs uh, making out with a girl in a bedroom. Oh, dang. Mackin'. Uh, and then, not, I'm sorry, not this one, but the next, the next, uh, just face. going. So, uh, all the walls begin to change into the shape of a head uh, with a door in the center of it. And it and the door opens into the bathroom. Uh, Beth is then knocked onto the ground and dragged past rooms of Owen choking women. Uh, uh, she's in, doing in the, yeah, like the slow drag. She can see she's looking into each room and while kind of fighting it. Yeah. And Owen is just taking these women to not pound town. Uh, to downtown. No, that's not what you think. To it drown means. town? Nah, closer. Now, the birds and the bees, let me explain them to you. Now, when a bird loves a bee physically, it uses its wings to choke it out and kill it. <laughs> birds of prey. Um, Sounds pretty good. <laughs> so, and then she gets to one room where Owen is just sitting with his hands covered in blood in the bathroom. Uh, and she calls out to him, she's like, Owen? And then he, he actually turns and looks at her. Now we have response. Um, before she is flung downstairs. Um, and when she lands, she sees Owen on the couch, facing away from her with a Christmas tree behind him. She look, so She gets control of her body at this, and she's like walking towards it? Yeah, and, and then we see on the couch with him is Beth asleep in his lap. Actual Beth. And I think, doesn't she even say while she's walking up, like, how is this possible? Yeah. Something she's, along... She said, what's going on? Yeah. Because it's Christmassy times and your boy's alive. Yeah. Um, he kind of turns his head so that one eye is glancing at her. And in a kind of echoey voice, he says, you left the night we met. Um, then she says, you're not Owen. And he says, no, but I'm what you felt when you died. Uh, and she goes, she, she says, uh, I didn't feel anything. I felt nothing. And, she, and he goes, yeah, yep. that's Fucking me. nailed it. Uh, and I've been with you ever since that day. I really hate, this is where, I don't love this movie up to here. This is where I hate this yeah. movie. The rest uh, of this is just terrible so for me. now the character nothing uh, says, I whispered in Owen's ear over and over to send you back to me. <laughs> Uh, as we see Owen starting to, to kind of move his hand to Beth's throat and choke her while she's on the couch. This is um, sleepy Beth, and not then, live Beth. Yeah, and then he stops and kisses her on the forehead. And then he said, and then nothing says he sent them instead. This uh, motherfucker. And Beth goes, he tricked you. <gasps> and nothing goes, for a while. For a while. Then Beth wakes up on the couch uh, looking at the building above her morphed into the silhouette of a head. Just like every other time. Is this the one you like more? 
Um, no, so I, I messed up. It actually was that one looking into the back. Okay, room. I was going to say, because that one's a banger. I was surprised. Yeah, I, I really like that one. Yeah, like, they hit that one. I don't remember it being anywhere close to yeah. that good for any of the movie. Uh, she, she goes to get up to run, but she is restrained. Like, nothing invisibly grabs her arm, then grabs her leg, then pulls her hair back. And then sexes her. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, nothing tells her, don't fight. And then she is Darth Vader choke levitated off the ground. Hell yeah. Uh, as all of the light turns red, and she is forced into the pose of the Louvre double. Yep. Hands and feet behind the back. Uh, Which, even after the end of this movie, I don't fully understand that point of that. Which, the new magic... <laughs> That's where I was getting at, I guess, but I want to circle back if I remember about that, because it doesn't make sense to me, and I want to point it out why. Uh, so she slowly begins to lose consciousness as she sees two moons, one red and one white. Uh, moon night and red moon night, the moon the moonest night. I, it's just another, the clouds around it look like a head, it's eyes, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a real not banger. So she passes out, and we cut to black. <laughs> Then we cut to daytime as a car pulls up to the house, and it's Claire. Clearly she listened to the voicemail. Uh, Checking on a girl. Runs into the house and calls out looking for Beth. Uh, she sees clothes on the floor downstairs. She goes upstairs, and then we see the broken mirror. Uh, and then we cut to Mel as we hear Claire calling out to Beth from inside, and Mel kind of starts to make his way over as well. Right. Um, uh I, I just feel like there's a lot of dead space in between there where so much happens and then for a long period... Because it's nighttime while this is going on and now it's just daytime. Yeah. I, I, and I don't know. It just doesn't give a good explanation. Uh, and then we cut back to Beth as she is now on the boat just with naked Owen. Just, um, and it, he's reading his note and then he picks up the gun. So th- this is Owen killing himself and yeah. she's just living in it. And she just out loud asks... Where where is he? And nothing in the form of Owen replies. He's gone, but you already knew that. Because yeah, there's fucking nothing. Yeah. And then we, we cut back to Claire as she goes into the office and sees the doll, um, but also the lock from the gun now unlocked and on the ground. Uh, she runs out to a window, and then we see Beth in the real world is actually sitting in the boat on the lake. And was it just me, or was she super, like, slumped over? She was super slumped. Like, I didn't get this position she was in. Yeah, it so she's... very awkward. She's, like, hunched over, head down. Like, um, I, I think she's still supposed to be asleep, or I, well, I, I think from that shot, we're supposed to believe that she's dead. Oh. That, uh, I guess that makes sense. Uh, and then we cut back to Beth, as nothing hands her the gun. And, and in this suicide packed scene it's nighttime again so kind of the dual moons of it's it's like the red light yeah, yeah. versus uh, Claire where it's sunlight and this where it's dual so maybe it is happening more simultaneously than I was thinking well, yeah now it's happening at the same time yeah yeah but I guess what I was thinking when Claire arrives there at night she's in day so where's this time period in between but maybe it is just there's, there's totally definitely still missing time it, that's what it feels like but it's not explained well um 
Then we cut back to Claire and Mel as they meet up at, like, the entrance to the dock. Running down a thousand fucking stairs. And then we see Beth start to turn the gun to her uh, as Claire yells out to Beth. Then nothing tells her it doesn't matter. Just do it. Just let go. Um, Then we see Beth put the gun down as Claire pulls her out of the boat into the water. Uh, And then Mel and Claire pull her up onto the dock and Claire kind of holds her and says, like, you're okay, you're safe now, you're okay. Now I gotta say, Um, so Claire runs to, like, the dock and stops pretty instantly. Yeah. And my first thought was like, man, what a shitty friend. You don't even jump in because the boat's a little off. So it's like, you gotta swim to it. Yeah. And then right after, she's she pulls her out of the boat and, you know, they swim together across. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, this actually does make sense. But my first thought was like, man, what a shit friend. You're not willing to, you know, get a little wet, maybe ruin your phone to yeah. save your best friend's and, life. And at this point, I thought they weren't going to get to her in time and she was going to. Oh, herself. I mean, that's definitely the vibe they're going at, because that's the, what do I do? Yeah, like, she straight it. has the gun turned to her, and then she puts it down. Yeah, like, because um, she hears Claire, and Claire's yelling at the dock still, Yeah, uh, Beth's name, and she just kind of vaguely hears it, and is like, no, my friends, the real world, nothing means nothing! <laughs> and then as they're kind of embracing on the dock, Beth is staring out at the boat, and Mel looks out and goes, what are you looking at? There's nothing there. And Beth goes, I know. Damn. And that's the end, baby. <laughs> God damn, fucking finally this thing's over. That's the night house. It's a real fucking piece of shit. I wish I could go night, night every time this thing happens. So this movie clearly wanting to be very metaphorical and artsy about suicide and grief and the way it affects people. I think it was very close to being a good uh, at least advertisement for, like, check on your friends, but it just kind of falls flat when it's like uh, nothing I'd say is it, actually a demon. Uh, what do you say falls flat? I would say it makes me want to kill myself. So if anything is encouraged <laughs> suicide, thanks Nighthouse and HBO Max. Now I'm gonna kill myself. We're gonna get canceled. Fucking that's fine. Cancel uh, me, eighteen listeners. Yeah, uh, but I. I truly think this movie could have been good. It it was almost there. There were a couple parts where if they had just nailed it, it could have brought you back. If, if they would have just kind of tweaked a little bit, went away from, like, the... The, the metaphor. The, yeah, the metaphor. Symbolism. Made it more so this is a demon that your your husband accidentally summoned or something, it would have even been better. But I don't like, even know about that. I just... the. The way they went was just so bad. It, I actually would have really liked it, and I'm 100% cutting you off right now. I would have liked it a lot more if she was just crazy. That would have been great. Like, I think it would have been way better uh, than anything else. What, what I was about to get to was... Uh, the movie does kind of imply, though, that the husband was, like, fighting a demon, and that's why he was reading about this 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 kid, this uh, Louvre doll. So what is actually happening? <laughs> so this is where I'm really torn on is this real or is this just her explanation of nothing and this is what she created to make it worth him killing himself she was doing this in her head she was killing women or excuse me he was killing women that look like her to sacrifice to this demon to protect her from 
this oh. demon that wanted her soul. So she was kind of making him out to be a good guy in her mind? Kind of. With this... I've got to go over the top, and I, that's why I've killed myself. This is, I tricked it yeah. long enough to stop it, See, and I, obviously it didn't work. I knew from the very moment I saw a picture of another woman, I was like, oh, Owen's a serial killer. Yeah, like, that and, became, as soon as you realize it's not her, and they go into that, yeah. it's like, oh, he's killing women that look like her. And but it's, it's pretty obvious. I thought the whole thing was he actually originally was planning on killing her but he actually cared about her and killed himself that's where and, i thought and it was that's going. the you're safe now. that's where i really thought the movie was going to turn around yeah and then it just became this symbolism for suicide which yeah. hey folks don't kill yourself um that's my job i'll do it later but this they just really missed a mark on a good movie which is what i give a shit about because yeah. i spent essentially three days thinking and watching about this movie. Um, so, how many artsy metaphors out of ten are we giving this one? Zero. A hundred percent zero. I fucking hated this movie. It was a bore. Minus a couple of decent points. And I even like... I and we talk, I think we talked about this off-air. I don't even know at this point. I like the main actress. I think she's solid. I think the part was written like shit. I didn't think she was good in this. I, and I think it's all due to the writing. I think the writing was bad. Because when she's just the hateful bitch in this movie, to be honest, yeah. she kills it. I believe it. It feels right. I hate it, but she nails it. And so in, in my notes here, I wrote down my rating, which was four. But rereading this movie, I'm going to give it a three. It's um, not good. Like, I just... I think when I watched it, I was looking for things to like a little bit more. So I kind of justified a four as a high high rating, but I, I gotta give it a three. I think we both kind of heard some vibe of this is a banger, watch this movie, it just dropped on HBO Max. You yeah. Know, check so, it out right away. So how we found this movie was uh I was it you or your wife found it on TikTok? My wife sent me the thing saying yeah. it was great. Yeah, and there was someone kind of like as as someone that loves horror movies, here's my suggestion for anybody that wants a new movie to watch. And it was this movie. And she was raving about, not your wife, the, the girl in the TikTok was raving about, this is so good. This is this is a great movie. This is redefined horror for me. And in the comments, because I went through them to see what people thought, people oh, fucking loved it. Yeah, and that, like, that was the vibe I got, because, yeah, my wife showed it to me originally, but like I did a little digging. Like, I Googled yeah. it, I checked it out, and people loved this movie, and I do not understand why. And maybe we're too stupid, and we're yeah, just like, maybe, just maybe, give me the bloody squirts. Maybe we're just like uh, like the, the, the guys of Terror Trader. Oh. Who, who keep, keep symbolism out of horror, we just want blood. But I'm not like that. I like symbolism. I, I like artsy movies. Like, The Ritual is one of my probably favorite horror movies right now. I, I, gotta, I gotta watch it. I'm sorry. Suck. Check it out. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's The Night House. Oh, man. Um, I just, I can't say how much I did not like this movie. Enjoy editing more out than we actually recorded this movie. I'm certain of it. Yeah. <laughs> you can leave that in if you want. <laughs> Beth, you stupid bitch. <laughs> So, Zach, we're doing something a little different next week, right? We got some spooky changes. <laughs> next week, we're doing our first uh, listener Q&A episode. A lot of people sent questions over to me, so thank you guys. Appreciate it. So, uh, we are cutting those off. Uh, let's see, this releases on Friday. So, if you listen to this Friday, that Sunday, 
will be the last day to get questions in, so hit them. So it'll be the last day to enter questions for this episode will be Sunday, May 1st. And that'll be just to get on next week's episode. Keep sending them in if you got more. We'll, we'll sprinkle them in here and there. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. And then after that, we've got something else fun. So we'll... Uh... Special guest! <laughs> yes. Special guest. Yes. And I think on Just that end note, this fucking piece of shit. I think on that note, this has been another session of Scarapy. Because the Nighthouse is too much of a piece of shit. And our session's up, guys. We'll see you next week. Don't kill yourself. Mm-hmm.